welcome back to Bit of You. This is episode number eight. Uh, I'm Sami. And I'm Abdullah. And we've got a special end of year episode uh, today. So we decided it's the last episode of the year. We would take it to just reflect and answer some questions and talk about the year. Yeah, so today's, um, I guess today's format is going to be quite different than the ones that we, we've usually had. So we put out uh, something on, on Instagram a few days ago asking uh, the listeners to, to ask us questions. So today we don't have any guests. It's just uh, myself and Sammy. And we're going to just be yeah going through all the questions that we received. Yeah, all of them are really good questions. And I think they're going to actually lead to some interesting conversations. I agree. And then just one thing, housekeeping, is this will be our last episode of the year. And then we are taking a break for the holidays. Um, we're going to be busy. I'm sure a lot of listeners are going to be busy. So we thought we would skip a week so we won't have a episode on new year's eve which is when it would have been scheduled to come out instead we'll be back on january 15th yeah so it's not too much of a long ep- uh, break it's just, just just a month yeah, yeah it's just a, one episode missing uh, but it would we thought it would be a nice way to kind of just book end the year and start fresh in the new year as well and then everybody's kind of back into it and we're all excited yeah so vibe check how are you very good thanks how are you i'm very good uh what's going on how are your plans what are your plans for the rest of the year um at the moment so i'm I'm planning to travel in a few weeks time to visit my wife's family but yeah one one exciting thing that i did was i i ran yesterday oh yes my brother is uh my brother is a regular runner and he's been trying to do an ultra marathon which is any distance longer than a full marathon anything that's longer than a full marathon like yeah any distance that's longer than a full marathon which i think is 42 point something kilometers yeah anything longer than a marathon is i guess considered an ultra marathon so he had a plan to run in ras al-khaimah which is in the northern emirates obviously because of like the pcr and you know crossing the border and stuff he couldn't make it so he decided to do his own thing here in abu dhabi so yeah, he went out to Hudariyat Island and he kind of set this route around the island. So he he basically set this like, he starts at one point and he goes around and he like mapped it out and like in total it came up to be 46 kilometers, it was four loops. So he put out a few messages and he was just like, does anybody want to join me, etc. So yeah, a few different people joined him and he he did over four loops and then like people would join him for different loops one person joined him for the whole thing oh nice and i joined him for one which was more than enough for me at this point so that's like around 11 ish kilometers 11 and a half yeah yeah Yeah, so it was really good that's nice i was yeah because i tried running a few weeks ago and i think it's like two and a half kilometers i was like completely exhausted so i was really worried about it but like I think I was doing fairly well until like the eighth or ninth kilometer when I started to sort of take its toll. I, I was just like, yeah, I couldn't really push. I mean, I I did as much as I could, but it was nice because the last time I've ran that distance was when you and I and my brother and another one of our friends ran that 10K in 2017. Yes. So it's been... I, I hardly ran. I basically yeah, walked I it. Think, yeah. I think we all did. But yeah, I mean... I didn't have any practice and uh, I did it, which was which was really nice. That's cool. Yeah, I was a bit sore, but um, it was a good day out, to be honest. That's nice. How about you? Well, nothing. I've taken this weekend to kind of relax. Work has been a bit busy and there's been a lot going on just in life in general. So this week and I just 
straight chilled which was very nice um i don't have plans on traveling so this is the first christmas that i will be spending away from my family in my 33 years of being alive which is sad but uh, it's necessary just the travel it's i mean between work and between the restrictions of traveling so where we live if you travel uh, and you come back you are basically uh, you need to quarantine for two weeks and it's not like a quarantine where they're like oh just quarantine no like you really need to quarantine yeah. um, and just because of work and things like that and it just doesn't make sense to go to Jordan which is where they're having Christmas this year for like three days and then come back here and end up two weeks alone at home yeah. uh, and then it's my grandma's involved and I'm worried about my grandma I don't want to even like remotely put her at risk so we decided that we'll just re-celebrate Christmas in the spring hopefully when things are a bit safer and maybe there's some vaccines going around and <laughs> yeah i mean i also wanted to go see my grandma it's been i mean i had a plan last march i've obviously didn't go i've really wanted to go but it's just been and my aunt honestly it's just because it's been so long yeah and, and like but with them like you worry about i mean yeah this is like the kind of dilemma every time you go visit someone you have this fear of like oh my god like you know you know god forbid you catch something and then pass it on to someone it's like you don't want to be like you don't want to do that yeah you know, you, you, yeah so no I, I understand I think it's a smart choice yeah something that's and I have no plans for New Year's probably will spend it alone at home I've never been a New Year's person anyway so I'm not too upset about that but we'll see maybe I'll do something close uh, however I am having a Christmas dinner here I forgot to mention uh, because I'm not traveling I'm having a Christmas dinner at my place with just a couple of my very close friends one of them being you if I can't be with my family I'll be with my chosen family so we're doing that I'm gonna bring in a turkey and have a Christmas dinner and a couple of drinks on Christmas Eve something small and nice yeah yeah so I'm looking forward to it. that's if I show up let's see excuse me <laughs> but yeah uh, you're traveling the day after, right? I'm traveling Christmas Day. Yeah. I'm so. coming back after New Year's, yeah. So, you yeah, know, but that should be fun. Yeah. Anyway, uh, should we get into the episode? Yeah. Okay, we'll take a quick break. Yep, and we'll jump back into it. In a second. Okay, see ya. Welcome back and thanks for joining us. So, as we mentioned uh, a bit earlier, we have a series of very interesting questions that we're going to start asking. Uh, we're going to keep it anonymous, so we're not specifying who the questions came from, but we're both going to answer the questions. Yeah. So, we put out a couple of feelers on Instagram, and uh, this is what we got. If you guys like this sort of thing, let us know, and maybe we'll, we'll do it like on a bi-yearly basis or yeah. something. We'll see how it goes. Uh, one thing to note, we've seen the questions, but we haven't, I haven't given them any thoughts, so I'm just going to be answering as we go along. Off the cuff, yeah. as we so, like to do it. Yeah, so do you want to start? kick us off? Let's do it. Okay, I'm just going to pull up the questions. So, first question. What have you learned through recording these podcasts? That's a good question. I've learned a lot, honestly. First of all, I've learned a lot about the people we've interviewed. Yes which has been a really exciting process, to be honest. Even though most of the people we interviewed are actually our friends or people like in our lives, you know, it, it was nice to really get like such an in-depth insight into their thought processes and, you know, how they view things, their perspective, their habits, their routines. So that was a really exciting thing. Another thing I learned on a more kind of introspective level is that you know you think of things like if you have a hobby if you have a passion if you have an interest you think a lot about it like if you for instance as sammy have a hobby i'll only see parts of that yeah i'll only see it in like for instance if you're into 
pop culture. I'll only see it in terms of the music you listen to, in terms of the clothes that you wear, in terms of your general interest. Because I, you know, you don't get an appreciation for just how much time and effort you put into that hobby. Yeah. Like I know for myself with the things I'm interested in, obviously you do, you know, you do your research, you know, you have your like your ways of, of learning new things about this thing, whatever it is, whether it be it fitness or music or whatever. But it's nice to see that process or to understand how people process that individually. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, I, I knew everyone that we interviewed is interesting. So one thing I learned is that they're even more interesting than we thought they were. Yes. If that makes sense. In a good way. Yeah, yeah in a good way. Exactly. Yeah. Like you just learned yeah, more about the people that we interviewed. And I think that to me has been the most exciting part of uh, this whole process. And obviously hanging out with you, with all our guests. I mean, something that we maybe don't get the chance to do enough. So, yeah. Yeah. For me, I mean, not to toot my own horn, I've always been a decent listener. But one thing I've learned with the podcast is really to like listen to what people are saying. Because when you're trying to get information out of people, not in a weird way, but you know, when you're interviewing someone or you're having a conversation with someone, you don't really, if it's just like a casual thing, you don't really think about it. But when, when we're sitting down here talking to people, I've learned how to really like understand what they're trying to say and what they're saying and kind of how could that lead into digging deeper into things. And mm. that's one thing I've really realized and I'm trying to implement it in my daily life. I, I was meeting up with a friend the other day and she was talking and I remember like taking a second being like, okay, listen to everything she's saying. Like, not that I never listened because I always did, but now it's more like, where is this coming from? If that makes any sense at all. Yeah, it does. And I think as well, like you learn the value of like listening. So yeah. if you do listen and concentrate and really, really focus in on that conversation, there are benefits of it. Yeah. You're able to, you're able to understand more. You're able to respond in a better way. So I think, yeah, that's, and it's, I feel like that's something we take for granted a little bit, but it's not, listening is not something that just comes naturally. Not you have to like work on it as well. So yeah. yeah. Hit me with the next one, Abdullah. All right. So the second question, again, about the podcast, I think we're going to maybe group the podcast related questions together. So the question is, what's the most challenging uh, thing about being a podcast host? A lot. Yeah. So this might sound tedious, but I think one of the things is like in doing the podcast, I've learned really about like time management and scheduling because it's a lot more to it than you would imagine. I have to take into account my time schedule, yours, our guests, when they're available, editing time, putting things together, reviewing, sending it back and forth. It is a lot of work. And, you know, keeping in mind that we both have full-time jobs and this is just a passion project, which we don't really, it doesn't interfere in our work life. It's been a nice way of kind of trying to figure out the way to maximize my time in the constraints that we have in terms of the time of me, you, and the guest, and as well collaborating with you and figuring out like, okay, when can we just commit to putting a couple of hours every other week to kind of just sit down and do this? So that's one thing. Yeah. yeah. On that note, I just have to um, obviously thank you. Why? <laughs> for So for the listeners who, who, are, who are have been tuning in to our episodes, Sammy is the person who does... Oh, stop it. Almost everything related to the podcast. <laughs> I All I do is come and I record. <laughs> Sammy does the editing. He does the art, all the, I don't know, the, the marketing materials. I don't know what you call it, like yeah. the branding. And, and so, I mean, that takes a lot of time. And obviously it's, it's so on top of everything and all the time I put into it, 
you know you have so much more that you do in, in the background so oh thank you i just have to show my appreciation for that in terms of what i found the most challenging thing and i think it's kind of similar to what you said is yeah like you said scheduling because it's not it's not easy to make sure like everyone is available at this time or whatever another thing i found a bit challenging but like more of an more of a challenge in an exciting way is coming up with different topics and obviously the topics that we discussed are very much based on the people we're interviewing but yeah that process of kind of figuring out what we want to talk about and then you know you know building the the, the sort of podcast episodes around that but again that was that was yeah it's a very exciting process because you kind of you can ask you know the type of questions that you're interested in and in knowing about those people and stuff so so the next podcast question that we have, Abdullah, is which was the hardest episode to record? Yeah, I think the hardest one for me to record was the one we recorded with Hiba. Yes, which was moving forward. The moving forward. I think that was episode five or six. I'm not six. Six was it? Yeah. I think that was obviously just because of the subject matter. It was a quite a difficult conversation to have, but I think it was a it was a good. It was a good conversation. Yeah. In terms of, you know, just kind of talking to him about getting that perspective and just kind of unpackaging some of the things that I think we've we've both been interested in. And I think she's at this point in time, maybe in, in a place where she's able to discuss those things. So I'm very, you know, grateful for that conversation that we had. And another positive about that conversation is that we hung out with Hiba for the first time, like for that episode. That, that was the first time we hung out with her in... Eight months at the time. Yeah, yeah, eight months. So it was there was a there was a plus side to it for sure. Yeah, for me the hardest episode to record was the first one with yeah. uh, Khalid, the fitness episode, just because it was the first time we had recorded with another person, um, and it just took a while for me to kind of. It felt a bit like unreal us doing that. It was like, what's going on? Yeah, <laughs> uh, and. A bit of background, like that original episode. Now when we record, it's very straight to the point. But that episode had a lot of editing to do just because we all were... We we didn't realize how it would come out um, and how like we would have to actually edit down to a certain time and make sure that it's succinct and all that stuff. And uh, it was a very interesting conversation, don't get me wrong. But at the time, I just found it difficult to keep the momentum going. And it was all just so new to me. I love that episode and I'm very proud of it, but it was for me the most difficult one just because it was such a new experience. I think it was, yeah, like you said, it was, you know, it was a, it was a learning curve for all of us. Another question is that, and this is an important one, I think, basically the question is asking that, I mean, there, there was a comment made that we interview mostly young people. Yes. Everyone we've inter interviewed has been youngish. Around our age, basically. Yeah, around our age, a little bit older, a little bit younger. But the question is whether this is a choice, as in are we intentionally interviewing younger people or do we have an intention to start interviewing older people? So that's a very interesting question and actually something I really liked and I'm glad we're discussing. When we first kind of came up with this podcast, we had always said we want to interview people from all walks of life. But I just think in terms of what we're going through right now <laughs> as a, like a global pandemic, it's quite difficult to get to certain people. And so we naturally kind of started interviewing people on our list that were physically closer to us and probably had maybe a bit more time and a bit more um, flexibility. Hmm. But it, it's not like a conscious decision to interview people our age. And we have, I mean, we want to interview people much older and much younger because the perspectives are important and you can learn from people who are in different walks of life. What do you think? 
Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I think I agree with you. I agree with you. I think it's, uh, it's really important to have, like you said, different perspectives and like learn about different experiences, you know? I mean, it's, it's all like the, the you know, the, if, we, if we do interview people that are older and younger, we get sort of that, that sort of diversity in terms of hearing about people's lives, how we you know their interests, how they go about life and, and all these different things. And I think um, particularly with older guests, I, I think we can learn a lot from from their experiences. And I think, yeah, in general, like I feel like the older generation have like this sort of wisdom. <laughs> and the younger generation have a different type of wisdom as well. They do. They do have a different wisdom and a different perspective. Yeah. So I'm really looking forward to that. And thank you for that question. It's, it's a really good one as well. It is coming. Those interviews are coming. Uh, it's just a matter of, of finding the right time to do them. But we promise they're coming. <laughs> Final question in this uh, podcast type vibe. Okay, so I'm going to read this verbatim. Spill the tea. Who was the reason the tight group of 10 split up? And this is in reference to our friendship episode where we discussed how we had a group of 10 friends who were very close for a few years and then it imploded. This is a spicy question. It is, yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but we're going to answer it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course we are. I think more of a diplomatic answer i mean i would i i don't think there was one person that broke the group up i think it was and i this is something as well we mentioned in the last episode i I feel like people in the group kind of grew apart in different ways started to you know have their own individual interests and stuff and i think it was just kind of a natural progression (laughs) sammy's rolling his eyes i don't know if he (laughs) agrees or disagrees but um but yeah i think that's and now for the non-diplomatic answer because abdullah is always the nice guy abdullah is the (laughs) the guy that you would like not hesitate to introduce to your family i'm I'm, I'm the opposite absolutely there are people who were involved in breaking up the group i think um i would say out of the 10 two of them removed themselves from the situation before anything happened they just moved on yeah out of the eight remaining, I would say two or three really didn't have much to do with it. The rest of the five or six absolutely all did things that were entirely the reason why we imploded. And I am one of those people. And you know what? I would do it again. <laughs> I think yeah. I would do it again. Um, I'm, I'm happy to say I'm one of those people. It's just it is what it is. Yeah. But yeah, I, <laughs> I mean, everyone did something. I mean, for the most part, everyone did something wrong. Yeah, I think not every- wrong, but everyone made decisions. I think everyone had a role to play. Let's, yes, let's put it that way. All right, so we're now moving on from podcast-related questions, but we're moving into the territory of more life-related questions now. Let's do it. So yeah, again, uh, some exciting ones here. So I'll start with a with a kind of segue one, and then there's there's a big one that comes up after that. So, um, the question is, what have you learned in 2020? Oh, <laughs> that's the segue. <laughs> that's the easy one, huh? Yeah, that's the easy one. <laughs> wow, I didn't. I don't recall seeing those questions the first time I hear of it. Um, twenty twenty was horrific, and let me just preface this by saying, the trauma for me started at the end of two thousand nineteen. <laughs> yeah. I had a head start on a lot of people. I think the year started going downhill for people around February March. I was in the saddle by December (laughs) of 2019. I've learned a lot and I think we could talk about it for like days, but I think the, and I hate to sound so cliche, but it's really true. 
the one big takeaway from this year is that nothing really matters. Um, I don't care about anything anymore in kind of a freeing way. Not so much in a depressing way, but like nothing surprises me. <laughs> I think we've no. all learned that. Um, but I just don't care about anything. Like everything is temporary. Anything can be taken away from you. And it's not just about the virus. A lot of traumatic things happened to a lot of different people this year around the world. It wasn't like the virus obviously was the big one. But there's so many things that happened that were just like, fuck. Um, so, the, yeah, the one thing I, I realized is like nothing fucking matters. And if your world falls apart, you take a look at it and then you move on. Like, that's really what I've taken away from this year. And it's quite freeing. Mm. I really don't care. Yeah. I mean, I think it's interesting you say that because like that's sort of the general attitude I feel like I feel I see more and more people kind of looking at things in that way, which I think makes sense given everything we've been through. Yeah. In the past year. So for me, I've learned a couple of different things. One of the things that I learned is that and this is specific to COVID. I've always known that I'm quite specific in terms of certain things and Obviously, with COVID, you can't control your environment as much as you used to. Like, I've always known this about myself. I've always known that I'm quite specific to the point where, you know, I like things to be done a certain way. And with everything that's been happening, you, 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 like I said, like you can't control it and it stresses me out. Yeah. And it like stresses me out to the point where it's actually like, an unhealthy level of, you know, and I, you know, we talk to people and people say, oh, you know, I'm also really paranoid about COVID. And I think this is probably something that some people are going through. It's just that, you know, you, you not being, you, you know, you having no control over that situation is something that's worrying. And I've like now realized that it's actually like something I need to work on. Yeah. I need to be able to let go of certain things and not worry so much about certain things because it does actually feel like it's not it's not funny. Yeah, yeah. It's not like, you know, oh you worry about it. No, it's like something that actually It's all encompassing. Yeah, it takes over your 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 you know, and um it's something I definitely feel like I'm gonna I need to work on and it's probably something I'm gonna put into my goals for, for the coming year. That's good. Um another thing I learned honestly is just the value of the people in my life. I mean obviously I've always valued the people in my life, but the just yeah i mean not being able to see people not being able to touch people not being able to you know hug and kiss you know the people that you love not being able to see your friends actually for quite some time if you remember the lockdown yeah and we were all like online on zoom and kind of you know playing like you know quiz nights and you know doing joint workouts and all this stuff and it just yeah i mean it just kind of reiterated that thing in my mind of like no like you know, these are such important connections, such important relationships. And it just really taught me that they need to be cherished. And I've always, I mean, we've always valued these relationships, but it just kind of put things into perspective, you know? Yeah, that's, that's, yeah. And I think like, you know, seeing you, seeing my wife living, uh, you know, and a lot of our friends living apart and even my parents living apart from their families and just not being able to see their families as often as they like. And even in like my situation where I'm living in the same city as my family, but like, for a long time, it was difficult to see them. And every time I would see them, I'd be like worrying about like the age of my parents and, you know, the whole thing. And yeah, it's just, yeah, kind of put things in perspective for me and just taught me that 
you have to value these relationships. Um, yeah. I agree because there's there's such an important part of our life. I agree. And I'd say like nothing matters and truly nothing matters at all, but uh, these things do matter. Yeah. That's, that's the one thing that matters. Yeah. Everything else is disposable and replaceable. Don't worry about it. Um, to build onto that question, we have another question. What are your new year goals, resolutions, hopes, dreams, nightmares? That is one, honestly, I wasn't joking. That is one of my goals too. Yeah. To kind of learn how to sort of manage my, my concerns, my worries. Another one of my goals is to, a bit cliche, but work out a little bit. The run I did yesterday actually reminded me how much I enjoy it, even though I'm a bit sore, my hip and my back hurt. Um, that also has probably to do with the fact that I didn't do any training before, but it's definitely something I want to get into and running in particular helps me sort of work things out in my head. So yeah, it's something I'm planning to get into. Reading, I want to read more. I don't read enough and I've maybe realized why, I think. All the content that I try to read is usually something related to the line of work that I do. Yeah. So naturally, it's very dense, very um, heavy sort of, you know, stuff. And on your free time, when you wake up on a Friday morning, if you've been working for the entire week, you don't want to read about your work <laughs> on your on, on your, your weekends. Weekend. Yeah. So I'm maybe trying to get more into fiction and, and stuff that's maybe more entertaining to digest, let's say. And on a side note, I think one of the things I want to do is focus on my relationships in my life um fa familial and friend relationships and yeah continue to work on those and and just trying to i don't know better myself in a way um yeah just to work to be a better friend better husband better son better brother and yeah so makes sense i don't have many hopes and dreams i think that's been ripped from my <laughs> from my capacity to think um <laughs> So I, I don't know if I have any hopes and dreams for the next year, uh, just to survive, basically. But I was thinking about, like, what do I want to do next year? And I realized a lot of it has been pushed from this. Like, this year was supposed to be my year to travel. I wanted to spend a couple of months in the States. I wanted to go to uh, the Philippines for a month. I wanted to just, like, explore on my own. And, well, not on my own, but also, like, with people who ever wanted to join me. But I yeah, wanted yeah. to do those, like, big trips. Um, not specifically tied to any, to anyone. anyone. Yeah. I just wanted to do my thing. And um, I'm hoping I'll be able to do that next year. That's the only thing I really want to do. I still want to go to the States and spend some time. Um, I want to go to, again, Philippines for a month and just chill. I do, again, cliche, but I do want to get back into the gym. Uh, for the past couple of months, I've been going back to the gym, but there's been something that's been off. I don't know what it is. I just haven't been able to get back into it. And it's a bit of a shame because at some point during this year, I got into a groove I felt amazing. I looked amazing. That's all gone away now, but I want to get back to that because I was I was killing it and I was feeling so good about myself. So I, that's one thing I want to start very early on is just kind of get into the mindset of like what yeah. I was at. Well, you can start. I mean, you don't have to wait until next year, but yeah. No, I am. I, I'm going to the gym. You know me. I go yeah, to the yeah, gym yeah. every day. It's just I haven't... Uh, mentally, I haven't been getting into it, and I haven't been seeing results because I think I'm just kind of sabotaging myself a little bit. Um, but yeah, I think it needs to. I need to bring it together by January. Like, yeah, yeah. I think we need to go back to our group workouts as well. Yeah, a lot of fun. The weather is amazing. We have such nice spaces outside. So yeah, 
Is it my question? Yes. All right. So, lighten things up a little bit. Let's do it. What's the hardest thing you've had to do in your life? (laughs) 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 I've had, I mean... I haven't had an easy life, but then I look at the life my parents led, and I'm like, oh, I've had it easy. Yeah. Um, but I haven't had I haven't had it easy for the most part. I don't think compared to a lot of people and who I am and what I am, it's not easy for someone like me to navigate this world. I don't know what the hardest thing I had to do. One of the hardest things I had to do is I had to miss my brother's wedding mm. um, because, again, because of who I am, <laughs> I couldn't get a visa to go see him. Uh, and go be at his wedding and that was that was again I don't have any regrets and I don't regret it because it wasn't my fault it wasn't like anything that I it was out of my hands yeah, yeah. so I would not consider it a regret but it was very hard for me and I still kind of that's one thing where I look back and I'm like that's one thing in my life where I'm like oh god that was difficult and I I don't again I don't say I regret it because it wasn't my fault no no this the question isn't about regrets yeah, yeah and that's it's what just I'm saying. what's the hardest thing. it was hard for me yeah and it's still hard for me to come to terms with the fact that like I missed out on that special moment mm. but you know what what are you gonna do about it yeah to answer that question there's a few things that come to mind um, one of the things was uh, quitting the second or one of the first few jobs that I had I think the reason for that was that I hadn't been at that company for too long and I did have another opportunity at the time. Yeah, I, I feel like, I mean, I was quite young at the time and, and the thought of, of quitting was quite daunting. And I, at the time, had to go through a series of people. So I had to resign like over and over two, again, two or three times <laughs> and have that conversation two or three times. And I think I was 23 at the time. So obviously I was quite young and it was just, yeah, the, I was really nervous about it. I was, yeah. and uh, yeah. Um, another difficult thing I had to do, I'm sure there's a few things, but I mean, those are the ones on the top of my head, uh, was meeting my wife's parents and family for the first time. Uh, the reason it was a bit difficult was because uh, I did it in Egypt. So I traveled to Egypt for that purpose, to meet her family, and I was alone. And, you know, obviously you're not in, you know, you're not in your comfort zone. You're like out of, you know, you're not in the place where you live. I was going for that purpose. So it was nerve wracking. Yeah, it was. I mean, it's I mean, at the end, it was it was it turned out fine. But it was just like leading up to that and having that conversation. I remember being super nervous. Yeah, I think probably. Should I go into the next one? Yeah. Okay. What's the kindest thing someone has ever done for you? Wow. Wow. (laughs) (sighs) Honestly, I don't know. Uh, Look, I've been blessed, (laughs) to be honest, to be around, you know, a lot of amazing people. And there's like a lot of different things that have been done. Jeez, I honestly don't know. You don't know. It's difficult. It is, it is. I've had so many like, I mean, I, I can think back like, for yeah particularly on my birthday for some reason i don't know for whatever reason i'm not much of a birthday person yeah but like i just feel really special on my birthday yeah and i don't know i mean i i know why it's because like you know people go like 
you know, people do a lot of kind things. Um, I think one, okay, this isn't like, I, I wouldn't say the kindest because like, like I said, there's so many experiences and so many kind memories I have. But one of the things that I definitely like look back on really fondly was when we were living in London Yeah, and it was my birthday and yeah, that birthday was, I mean, it, w- it was just right after we moved to London. So my birthday is at the beginning of October. We moved at the end of September. So we had just moved into a house. It was you and I. And I, yeah, I just remember, like, I think you bought me a bag. Yes. A backpack. And my brother, because uh, one of my favorite restaurants here is an Italian restaurant. Um, and I think probably one, one of the places that we used to frequent on birthdays. Obviously, we couldn't because I was away. And so he, uh, I don't know, went on like Tesco or something and ended up buying a bunch of ingredients for an Italian Italian meal. Like it was pasta and all this different stuff. And yeah, I think that was not something I was expecting. And Yeah. 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 I remember that day. It was really nice, actually. Yeah. Um, for me, it's just a general thing. I always find it very kind when people um, take time out. Like if I'm not feeling too great or... I need support or something. I just always find it very kind when people either come over to spend some time with me or take some time to like get on the phone with me. I know like with with you and with a lot of my friends, like it's easy, you know, you just come over and, and that's always the nicest thing for me. That's like always such a kind gesture. Um, but even people who are far away, like I really appreciate my brother and my uh, brother-in-law, you know, just spending like a couple of hours with me on WhatsApp talking through whatever it is I need to do for me it's just very kind I feel when people give me their time because I know time is precious for a lot of people and so whenever I feel like someone took time to help me out or make me feel better I just find that's like a really nice gesture and I always find it's very kind yeah I think it's a nice question and it's a nice thing to reflect on yeah it's hard to pick one of course honestly yeah but yeah all right, so for the next question, where is your favorite burger spots? Oh, good question. Um, <laughs> I have two. Okay. Neither of them are in this country. Okay. Both of them are in London. Okay. Um, the first one is a, a place called Meat Liquor, mm-hmm. which is the best burger yeah. in the world. And it's so good. <laughs> it's so good. I've never had a burger like the burger at Meat Liquor. And then uh, the second place is... Um, it's not a burger joint, actually. It's like a barbecue place uh, under my brother's apartment in London in the Dalston, Hackney, Hackney actually, area. They have since closed, which is really sad. Um, they had a pulled pork burger, which, again, <laughs> I can't even talk about it without salivating, and it breaks my heart that the place shut down. But for the few years that it was operating, I enjoyed that burger more than a lot of things in life. <laughs> So yeah, those are my two burger spots. If you're ever in London, you can't go to the second one, but do check out Meat Liquor. Because well, you can't go because also we can't remember the name either. Yeah, that doesn't exist. Anyway, it's in Hackney. You can, I mean, but uh, Meat Liquor, I think they have one or two uh, places in London, one of which is on, in Central. Yeah, yeah. Meat uh, Liquor was really good. So that, that was all, one of my choices. Another another burger, actually, this is here, uh, that I really enjoyed was Nostrat. Oh, she she fancy. <laughs> she she fancy. Um, uh, yeah, honestly, the burger is not cheap, but it's not. 
it's not cheap. It's not a cheap burger, but it's good. It's good. It's a good burger, yeah. For those who don't know, Nusrat is like the Salt Bay. Salt Bay, yeah. yeah. Okay, next question. Abdullah, are you ready for it? I like this question, actually. Yeah. So, what has been the best album drop of 2020? And the mm. person said, why is it Steps? <laughs> Which I love. But what is the best album drop of 2020? Uh, do you want to go first? Sure. Yeah. This is going to be surprising to people because Kylie released an album this year and everybody knows I love Kylie. But um, the number one album I take away from 2020 and the album that will always remind me of this year is uh, Sawayama by Rina Sawayama. I've spoken about her on my personal Instagram before, but it's just the best album of the year for me. Every song, it's all killer, no filler. Great lyrics, great just great tracks, melodically, everything. Mm. Obviously, there has been so many great albums. Disco by Kylie, Chromatica by Lady Gaga, the Steps one is good. But that was the one where I was like, this is the album of the year for me. Yeah. And I think everyone needs to listen to it. But I'm thinking of doing like an album of the year countdown on my Instagram. So if anyone's interested, uh, I'll put it on my personal Instagram if you want to take a look at what I thought was the best music. There's been a lot of good music this year, surprisingly. Yeah. I think my favorite album this year was the Jaden Smith one oh so good uh, yeah and I think the reason I enjoyed it so much was because I wasn't expecting it honorable mention Mac Miller's album obviously was a special one because I again wasn't expecting that album to be out at all I didn't I didn't know that there was new music and obviously he's he's passed so it was so just exciting to like find out like oh my god there's new material Kid Cudi came up again no that's not one of my favorite but he just came out with a new album just yesterday from the day that we're recording and it's quite good yeah I, i've only given it a few listens but quite good yeah so yeah if you're into the older stuff i do recommend you check it out yeah james blake released uh i don't know if it's an album but it was like a short one it was like four songs five EP. songs ep really good yeah actually probably that and Jaden are my favorites that's cool yeah. I think a lot of the albums were kind of back-ended in the year because a lot of people were holding on to them at the beginning. They didn't know what to do. Um, and then they realized. And then they realized, well, this is it. So there's been a lot. But yeah, yeah. for me, I, I, obviously, Rina Sawayama, but uh, Kylie, Little Mix, Steps. Who else did I say? Lady Gaga. Mm. A lot of great albums. I'll, I'll put them on my Instagram if you're interested. 40 stories tall. Them all. Yeah. Yeah. And I think this is the last question, right? It's the last question. All right. So I think it's a good one to end on. If you could have dinner with any three people, dead or alive, who would they be and why? I've answered this question before, actually, on my Instagram. Have you? Yeah, yeah. Uh, my answer is hasn't changed. It would be both my grandfathers because I one of them died before I was born and the other one died when I was about three. So I never I have no memory. I've always kind of been interested to see what my grandfathers would have been like. Yeah. <laughs> my grandmothers are bad bitches, but I've always wanted to know what my grandfathers would have been like. Um, so them, and then again, obviously, Kylie. That's your answer? That's my answer. I lock it in. Okay. Kylie Minogue, not Jenner. <laughs> There's only one Kylie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think so. My answer is a little bit similar. So I was going to say my just for the sake of the flexibility of the question, I was going to say one of my, like either or of my grandfathers. Yeah. Um, yeah, one, it's a very, very similar situation. So one passed away before I was born and the other one, I think I was, again, similar to your age, three, something like that, or maybe even younger. So definitely I'd love to meet 
my grandfathers. I think LeBron James would be a really interesting person to have dinner with. Uh, obviously, he just, I mean, he's a phenomenal athlete, but like he has a lot of uh, views and like, you know, he's very outspoken and stuff. So I'd be like sort of interested to converse with him. The third person, so I don't know, it's a, it's a tricky question. There's a woman called Sherry who owns a, a vinyl store in Cairo. And she's passed, I think, last year or the year before. But you remember you and I tried to go to her. Yeah, it was closed. It was closed at the time. Uh, or, uh, yeah, it was exactly, it was closed at the time. But she has a lot of uh, old... Vinyls. <laughs> vinyls. <laughs> oh, yeah, vinyl store. Yeah, so she has a lot of old, old vinyls and old uh, sort of antiques in her store. So I think, think it would be just interesting to kind of hear stories about how they... <laughs> came you know, to be how they came to be and you know how she collected all those records and stuff yeah that's cool yeah i think it's a hard question i mean honestly there's so many people i'd like like if i could sit like a bunch of people down and have a conversation with them, i would definitely pick more than three but yeah oh yeah of course yeah yeah that's it i think that's those are the questions thanks for sending them in this yeah. has been really fun actually before we go is there anything you want to say to people at the end of the year? First of all, yeah. Again, I want to thank you, Sammy, for all the all the work you've put into this. Oh, stop it! Podcast. <laughs> Honestly, it's been such an enjoyable experience those past couple of months. Um, uh, yeah, and such a nice way to catch up and stuff. Uh, to the people that listen, thank you so much for for listening, for tuning in, for engaging with us, and obviously, an, a huge thank you to all the. It feels like an Oscar speech <laughs> to all the to all the guests that came on and the guests that are gonna come on. Thanks for taking the time out and for opening your your hearts to us <laughs> uh, to share your passions, your experiences, your interests, your perspectives. Um, but yeah, I think that's that's it. Yeah, stay safe. Stay safe. Uh, uh, we're gonna leave you for a month. We'll be back. Mark your calendars. The second Tuesday of January, basically. Just be safe make good choices enjoy your time off if you have any if you don't i mean we all gotta do what we gotta do yeah so again as always if you're enjoying the the content please like share with your friends you can find us on instagram at bit of you podcast and you can uh, subscribe anywhere you listen to podcasts and that's it leave us uh, a review if you like share it with people uh, message us we'll be in touch and let us know if you like the the idea of having uh, us answer questions i we hope we didn't uh, bore you with Boring. our answers yeah uh, maybe we're not as exciting as some of the guests we've had but uh uh yeah if you guys like the the format we can we can do something similar every once in a while yeah let us know yeah thanks a lot for listening it's been a great year and we'll see you in the new year yeah see you soon